Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Worst Year Ever, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the worst year ever. Uh, we are recording this on a day where the price of oil has turned negative, which, if I understand economics right, means that humanity has finally discovered free perpetual energy. So congratulations, everyone. We, we did it. We did it. We did it. Hey, Robert, we did congratulations it. to you yeah. for, for getting that in there, that reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a whole other episode planned, but Robert was like, ah, oh, we got to figure out how to mention the oil thing and he I did it fe- he really feel- did it <laughs> i just felt like we had to acknowledge that the price of oil has inverted thus like mm-hmm. glitching glitching the mario map yeah. that is capitalism and sending yeah, us yeah, into yeah. some uh certainly <laughs> really y2k to the oil <laughs> it's just such a weird year oh no the negative uh, april broke it's it. april yeah well so every- you know we've all learned our lesson I, I bought a bunch of oil yesterday, but <laughs> that was oh, well. a mistake. You could have known. You oh, should have well. known. I, I, I tell you every year, wait till May to buy your, your barrels of oil. I know. You say it constantly. You, you call mm-hmm. me in the middle of the night and you say that into my ear. And it's just yep. like, you say it so much, it's like white noise now, you know? Yeah. 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 It's actually the only way you can sleep now, but that's a separate discussion. Mm-hmm. We're talking about uh, the the... Possibly astroturfed, possibly uh, uh, authentic, probably actually a mix of the two series of right wing. I'm going to call them pro coronavirus rallies. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The people hosting them would call them uh, anti-social distancing or pro opening up the economy protests. 
Um, Katie, you've prepared a summary of kind of what's gone down and what the 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 actual yeah. the president and his party's responses have been. So I'm going to hand things over to you to to take us through that first. Thank you. I will begrudgingly take that baton. Um, yeah, it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's really such a bummer. Uh, these protests right now, they're not just being fueled by Trump's encouragement of them, which they are and which we will get into in a second here. But it's also kind of by his contradictory messaging. Uh, last Tuesday, his team was in the process of drafting new guidelines that would allow some states to reopen businesses, possibly this month, despite, you know, public health officials urging people to stay home, all the stuff we all know. Um, but then he was backtracking and saying that governors will have the power to make those decisions in their states. But these protests have been going on all last week. In Idaho, anti-government activists were encouraging gatherings for Easter. Conservative activists in Oklahoma had a get-back-to-work rally at their state capitol last Wednesday. Last Monday, protesters gathered in Ohio carrying those don't-tread-on-me signs. Uh, let me say that again. The don't-tread-on-me flags, you know, associated with the Tea Party, which is another thing that we're going to get into later. Uh, We've also seen protests in North Carolina, here in California, in Huntington Beach, Texas. The list goes on. Uh, Also, in Kentucky, after a week of protests, uh, today they reported their highest new case number to date, which is very cool. You can read into that however you want to. Um, On Wednesday, hundreds of protesters gathered in Michigan State Capitol, blocking an entrance to a hospital, many of them waving Trump banners. And are hospitals something we need right now? They are. Are they they useful in some way during a pandemic? They are indeed very, very important. What about in general, though? Also in general as well. But specifically during this crisis, yeah, they're pretty important. I'd say. That's just one woman's opinion, though. Mm -hmm. What was this? This is from Governor uh, Gretchen Whitmer. The cars were blocking one of our hospitals, so an ambulance literally wasn't able to get into the bay for 10 minutes. You know, it's just <laughs> what the I love. Oh, well, no, I hate um, it's this is really interesting because either these are the same people who during like um, Black Lives Matter, things like that would be furious at protesters for blocking highways. Well, I, I just can't stop roads. thinking about stuff like that. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. like how we villainize Antifa. I mean, uh, let's talk about some of the images real quick that we're seeing. They're very disturbing, angry, not necessarily violent, but like. Kind of the energy of them feel really, really intense. People are, you know, upset. And this is also getting wrapped up in Second Amendment stuff. You mm-hmm. know, we're going to get to that in a second. And, you know, and like communism. there was one Social thing floating around Twitter today. Yep, communism. Um, you know, there's this, this, this photo circulating Twitter today of this woman in this, this big truck, uh, you know, leaning out of her window shouting go back to China at nurses who were calmly counter-protesting. It's it's really intense. And what's interesting to me, <laughs> and unfortunately I've seen Ben Shapiro make this same point, but here goes nothing, is like if you're protesting for the right to be free, you have to also <laughs> at least try to show that uh, you, you understand what's at stake. Like in Israel – uh, a lot of people started protesting Netanyahu's uh, lockdown, their restrictions, but they did it with everybody in masks calmly being six feet apart. And those images are really stunning because the aerial view, you see they are spread out. Still probably mm-hmm. not the safest thing to be doing, but, you know, you're actually showing us that you 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 don't give a fuck about what's 
literally happening. You cannot deny what's happening. You know what I mean? Um, if you, if you yeah, want to have, uh, I, I don't so think they deserve reality. their freedom, but if they want their freedom, quote unquote, then show that you fucking get it. You know what I mean? Anyway. So, okay. I mentioned Trump's contradictory messaging. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about that some more. Um, despite his announcement that governor, governors would be able to decide when to reopen their states, um, <laughs> Trump spent all day Friday encouraging people to break the rules and 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 protest. Not just that, he specifically called out states with Democratic governors because a lot of these protesters are also his supporters. Uh this is from the New York Times. In a series of all-cap tweets that started two minutes after a Fox News report on the protesters, yeah. the president declared, liberate Michigan and liberate Minnesota, two states whose Democratic governors have imposed strict social distancing restrictions. He also lashed out at Virginia, where the state's Democratic governor and legislature have pushed for strict gun control measures, saying, liberate Virginia and save your great Second Amendment rights. It's under siege. Um and it's very alarming. I mean, that's not the only instance of him doing this. This has been kind of his M.O. over the last few days and over the weekend. And his whole deal. And his whole deal, sure. Like his, his, gen- his whole general thing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's definitely been, I have been going through different right-wing groups on Facebook, organizations dedicated to, to planning events like this. Um, and I have, there have definitely been a significant number of people who have, um, interpreted this as a call for violence yeah uh, including a number of folks who are actually like on the fascist right who actually dislike or hate the president mm-hmm. um I fa- i'm gonna i'm trying to pull up an interesting one that i found sorry there's so much stuff on this page um that i have been putting together but uh so i was going through some of the explicitly fascist telegram channels that i monitor on a regular basis because my life is um very fun and good uh and cool so cool. And so in the Corona Chan News COVID-19 Telegram channel, which has a lot of um has a lot of play with like the the siege community um and which are like, you know, the folks that want to push for a violent revolution and and the collapse of society. Uh I found posts with people basically saying like fuck Donald Trump, but this call is going to be interpreted by other people as a call for violence and that's good for us. So yeah, on on this news thing, they posted a screen grab of Trump's Liberate Minnesota, Liberate Virginia tweets, and then posted below it, Trump declares he can stop shutdowns, governors say he doesn't have the power to do so, declares himself king, liberate your states. This man may be, may be a slur for Jewish people up, uh, coked out orange peel, but he did just stay, say you can start shooting and hanging your politicians, uh, your state politicians. Oh, uh, 3,929 views on that post. And yeah, and a, a lot of these are folks who actually don't like Trump because they're they're explicit neo-Nazis and they see him as like yielding to Israel, but they also see this as an opportunity and permission for violence. Right, that's all he is to them, right? He's just yeah. an opportunity to get these Yeah, sort of... and this is a good one. And like, as we are talking about this, there's another one of these rallies going on in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, and one of the videos I just saw from it is an old military box truck pulling up with about 20 people with machine guns in the back. Um, saying they were from a couple of different groups just rolling down the streets of an American city. Um, You know, it's one of the most uh, striking photos to me from the Lansing protest was a man on the states of the, um, like, the Capitol building wearing a skull mask that has uh, clown makeup and a clown nose Mm -hmm. on his skull Mm -hmm. mask. 
uh, and I found a picture of a Pepe wearing an SS cap and a skull mask with a clown nose on it posted to eco-fascist central telegram channel on the very same day. So like you can see all of these different like th- there's a lot of which isn't to say that everybody affiliated with this is of that. In fact, the the the, the people who kind of are explicitly the violent fascist chunk of these protests is a, is a, a a minority of them. But sure. they want they are a part of this and they want to try to use it and push Yeah, they're going to capitalize yeah. on it. I mean, I can't wait for there to be some sort of terrorist attack during all of this. Um, yeah. 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 And, and it's so not it's, just cool. Trump right now. I mean, it's conservatives, Republican lawmakers, all of them are, are, are going along with this line of, of argument. Uh, what was this? Uh, on Monday, this is uh, Richard Grinnell, acting director of the Office of National Intelligence and the U.S. ambassador to Germany, posted a photo of the Bill of Rights <laughs> on Instagram with the title, um, Signed Permission Slip to Leave Your House. You know, White House economic advisor Stephen Moore said that pro-Trump protesters demonstrating against stay-at-home orders are like Rosa Parks. Mm -hmm. He's calling them government injustices. Yeah. I think it's important to note from on a practical level that this is not – these people are very much in in the fringe. Um, A Politico morning consult poll that was taken last week – uh, showed that 81% of Americans uh, told pollsters that the country, quote, should continue to social distance yes. for as long as is needed to curb the spread of the coronavirus, even if it means continued damage to the economy. Uh, an NBC fo- poll found a lower number, but it was still 60%, which is a very sizable majority. So the vast majority of Americans, it seems safe to say, are uh, on board with with social distancing yeah. and these restrictions and see them as necessary and good. Um so but it's, it, this is yeah. on people's mind. It feels even bigger than feels bigger than it is because of the amount of time, especially if like Fox News is talking about it right now in social media and, and the president's tweets and everything. Yeah. So like this is what everybody knows, right? That the that these things have happened. The president and some Republicans have signaled through them. These protests are right. continuing, and there's a number of plans for the rest of uh, April and into May. Um, in Salem, Oregon, they'll be doing some stuff on May first and May second to protest to try to reopen Oregon. Um, and there's, you know, uh, there's also a protest that happened in Maine today that seems to have blown over without a whole lot of attendees. It was supposed to last two hours and it didn't last half that. And so you're seeing a mix with these protests, some of them that only a few dozen or a couple of hundred people showed up to in the entire state and they kind of fizzled out. And some of them like in Lansing, like in Olympia, Washington yesterday, 2,500 people showed up. It looks like it's potentially a pretty significant one that's, that's showing up in Pennsylvania today. Um, and so you've got this mix of people online who are saying the media is blowing this out of proportion and there aren't nearly as many people involved in this as, and it, like, it's, it's fully astroturfed, which is not true. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, there is a significant amount of this that is, um, you know, you can argue to the degree to which it's astroturfed, but a lot of people support it and a lot of people are very angry and there are states in which thousands of folks have shown up, Right. The Lansing, Michigan mm-hmm. protest was not an insignificant protest. It was not a tiny number of people. They generated a lot of traffic and they had an impact. Um, and if you're if you're trying to look at the states where very few people showed up and say that this is evidence that the whole thing is fake, I, I think that you are ignoring a dangerous reality um, because it's un, un, uh, uh, uncomfortable. Right. Um, There's It's similar with, I mean, the Tea Party where like, yeah, aspects of yeah. it are obviously being pushed by moneyed interest and in, in people but the the grievance and the anger that's real yeah so 
I, I am in the process of trying to unravel what is actually happening here. And I want to start with the caveat that as I try to explain who is behind all these protests, this is maybe the single most complicated news story I've ever run into. Um, oh, God. Not not like in terms of like I've read stories other journalists have put together that I'm sure were more complicated. But in terms of like me trying to unravel right. a thing, this is a fucking mess. So <laughs> I'm going to start by talking about the Door brothers, uh, Christian and Ben Door. Um, so the Door family in general are uh, based in I think Michigan, uh, and they are known as prior to this have been known for a while as um, like protest grifters uh they have really like zachary elwood who's uh done some good reporting up in portland has been kind of like breaking the story on this um but there's actually a website dedicated to the door family's scams in the past so they've that what 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 they've been most famous for prior to this is um pushing against the republican party's gun uh, control positions considering them to be like way too far to the left and the nra to Mm -hmm. be way too far to the left yeah. Um, and they have created a variety of different websites called like including the American Firearms Coalition, Florida Gun Rights, Georgia Gun Owners Coalition, Idaho Second Amendment Alliance, Iowa Gun Owners Association, Iowa Pro-Life Action, Minnesota Gun Rights, Minnesota Right to Life. Um, so they they make a whole bunch of different websites, some of which get thousands of people and try to drum up protests. And the the short explanation for why they're doing this seems to be that they are attempting to number one solicit donations and number two build a mailing list uh, because there's a lot of financial value in having a mailing list. And actually, the the Minnesota Republican Party has posted like an explainer on their website warning conservatives in that state against trusting the Door Brothers in any of their organizations because this has been a problem for a while. But over the course of the last week or two. Uh, they have opened a number of pages with essentially the exact same name. Minnesotans against excessive quarantine, New Yorkers against excessive quarantine, Ohioans against excessive quarantine, Pennsylvanians against excessive quarantine, Wisconsinites against excessive quarantine, yada, yada, yada. You see... You, you, you see what they're doing, right? So they, yeah. they have made all of these different groups, yeah. some of which have gotten thousands of people. So, for example, the Wisconsinites uh, Against Excessive Quarantine Facebook group, which I think just got shut down. Let me actually double check that right now. It had 66,000 followers as of wow. April 19th. Yeah, so the Door Brothers do hold very... Nope, th- yeah, that page is still around, and it now has 101,000 members. Oh, my fucking oh. <laughs> So, and these are the same people behind the the Pennsylvania group. So you could definitely say that this is astroturf to an extent because these people are grifters trying to make a lot of money about this. So like they are asking, soliciting from donations for people who who join these groups, and they are trying to like coordinate and basically build um, a network of human. Like they're basically trying to build a list of people they can contact because you can monetize that very easily. And this is uh, on the whole a pretty old story within kind of conservative politics. Uh, going back to like the Liberty Lobby and Willis Carto, this idea of like wanting to have big mailing lists of people—that's kind of what they're okay. doing. But these groups are being used to plan actual protests, and this is where it gets really fucking complicated. Before you get into that, Robert, do you know what time it is? You know, Sophie, with gas at negative thirty-seven dollars a barrel, you can't afford not to call British Petroleum, our sponsor and order an infinite number of gasoline barrels, because that Mm -hmm. is the way to lasting financial independence in our economy. Order an infinite supply of fuel right now uh, and become a billionaire in seconds. 
So buy negative money and make money. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm urging people to do. Uh, <laughs> and I would also, I'd also. I'm like just gonna to, buy a big barrel. Yeah, just get get some barrels. They need it. I just get a barrel, I crawl into it. We're all worried right now for our number one sponsor, the Raytheon Corporation, um, and they're going to be hit really hard by this oil blight. So please donate money to Raytheon so they can continue building the missile guidance systems after, that we need. Yeah. After you listen to these ads. <laughs> uh, these ads for Raytheon. Thoughts and prayers to Raytheon. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Okay, so we're back, and I'm trying to explain what the fuck is happening with the Door Brothers and all these protests. Yeah, what the fuck right? is happening? Um, so let me. It's it's very complicated. <laughs> it's 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 a fuck. So the Doors created a lot of different groups. Um, it's kind of impossible to say how many right now, but they're all along the lines of like such and so and so against excessive quarantine, and. Yeah. People are saying this is astroturfed, and there's an extent to which that is true. But the Door Brothers weren't behind the first of these protests or the starters of these. Pro- they, they, they they didn't kick any of this off. So, <laughs> Jesus, this is such a fucking mess. So the Lansing, the Michigan protests uh, were organized by, which is kind of like the big one that kicked all this off, and the one that like first got huge amounts of media attention, which was like the everyone in their cars blocking traffic protest. That was organized by the yeah. Michigan Conservative Coalition, which is the same organ. Yeah, and and the Michigan the Michigan 
Conservative Coalition and the Michigan Freedom Fund. And the Michigan Freedom Fund it was funded by Greg McNeely, who's a political advisor to the DeVos family. Um, now, the DeVos family has denied having any role in this. Obviously, the fact that the president backed this and that there's ties from the organizers of the Michigan protests to the DeVos family has led a lot of people to suspect that the DeVos family was kind of behind kicking off the start of this. And there's a good reason to believe that that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The protests in Olympia, Washington that occurred on Sunday, the day before we recorded this, which drew something or somewhere around 2,500 people, those were organized by a Bremerton, Washington man, Tyler Miller, a Navy veteran. But they were also organized by a number of different Facebook groups that kind of trace back to a group called American Revolution 2.0. And I can't tell you at this moment who actually started all that. It's very unclear to me the origin um, but there is evidence that heavily suggests that Matt Shea, who is a, a local militia leader and mm-hmm. an elected state representative in Washington, is it, a part of it. He spoke at the event in Olympia. He's certainly an advocate. Would of definitely this sort make of thing. sense. Yeah. And there's evidence that the Bundys, like they pushed for <laughs> some rallies in in Idaho. Uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they are probably involved in this. So it looks like some of the stuff this that's happening. A- yeah. All-star situation here. <laughs> yeah, and American Revolution 2.0 is planning uh, identical demonstrations in Oregon for May 1st and May 2nd. So what you have within Michigan, you have this group that ties back to the DeVosses. Within Oregon and Washington, you have this group that at least ties back to, definitely ties to some figures in the militia community, um, but also seems to generally be based in a significant amount on on legitimate groups of people who are are very angry and organizing like it it doesn't seem more astroturf than any other protest of its size for me what from what Uh i'm looking at in the pnw right now what we saw in michigan you could definitely say seems to be astroturfed and seems to have been folks who have like direct ties to the republican party and then you have in the wake of that michigan protest and prior to the washington protest you have the door brothers kicking starting up all of these ex-state against excessive quarantines so and and that part is like, do we call that astroturfed, um, or do we call that a scam that is also providing a place for people to organize and will mm-hmm. generate more protests, even though it seems to be part of this like scam by these brothers who have been doing this for years to try and drum up more names and more donations for the the network of groups that they run. Now, to make all of that even more fucking complicated, I started getting tagged in posts and sent links to a Reddit post that somebody made over the always a fun time (laughs) where they it it was a a piece of open source research where somebody revealed that an individual had purchased dozens and dozens of domains with names like reopenal.com reopenak.com reopenar.com so reopen all these different states reopen west virginia uh, liberate west virginia liberate wisconsin um and this was at the same time as the door brothers are creating what, it, what now seems to be hundreds of different state groups with titles like such and such against um, excessive quarantine. So the way that this was taken by people who started sharing this viral Reddit post is that all of these groups were part of a single concerted effort um, and that that this was very clearly a, na- a nationwide uh, concerted astroturfing campaign. But then today, Mother Jones published an article where – so if you go if you went into that Reddit post and you looked into who was buying up all these domains, it led back to an individual whose name I will not use on this. That individual began getting harassed by huge numbers of of liberals and people on the left because they believed that this person was behind an astroturf campaign to get people out in public protesting uh, social distancing and the like. That is not what happened. 
So Mother Jones caught up with the creator, with the person who bought all of these websites, and he is, by his own description, an old hippie who noticed what the Door Brothers were doing and noticed what had happened in Michigan and bought as many domains, spent $4,000 of his own money buying up all of the domains that he thought might be used by groups like this so that he could squat on them and stop them from being used and hopefully limit the spread of these protests and of this misinformation. His justification was basically, I'm going, I, I know that it matters having a website with a really obvious and easy for people to remember and easy for people to guess URL. And if I buy up all of that those websites right now, they won't be used by bad actors. So this person went into debt to try to stop the spread of misinformation and was flooded with harassment and threats because people, somebody found out that he was behind this um, Mm -hmm. and, and publicized that without noting that like, actually these websites haven't been created. So no one's done anything with them, but this is also, so you have one group of right wing, at least one group and probably a couple of groups of right wing, a mix of grifters and activists who are mass creating groups that have hundreds of thousands of members nationwide and that have been at least involved in the creation of several real protests. Um, although they didn't start the protest movement, that does seem to have been in part astroturfed. And, but you also have at the same time these liberals who have bought up a huge number of domains, this liberal, in order to try to stop the spread of disinformation. So all of these things are happening at once. Um, is this so complicated? I mean? it's, it's, yeah. It is very difficult to get my head around what the fuck is happening right now. But yeah. what is clear to say is that thousands of Americans in a number of different states have turned out, many of them with firearms, to protest against social yeah. distancing and to in some cases, express their their willingness to do violence. I wanted to clarify, in yeah. case this was misinterpreted earlier, when I was saying that the way that Fox News has been putting out headlines in conservative media is it makes it seem bigger than it really yeah. is. I wasn't diminishing the fact that this is a very real thing that's happening with tons of people, uh, you yeah. know, jumping on board just like yes it's hard to understand the scale of what it is that we're working with and it's you know everybody's scared of it and not doesn't quite understand i'm a little bit baffled by all this to be honest and like i yeah it's the things that i think are important is number one most americans are not on board protests like these um and it is possible that this it is possible that the fact that a lot of this is astroturfed will mean that this movement never really materializes in an on-the-ground way. But at the same time, we have seen it in some places. There are some states where these rallies have been minimal and basically pointless and shown that in those states, there's very little support for this sort of thing. And there have been some states where it has been shown that there is quite a lot of support for these groups and a lot of very angry people who are getting increasingly organized. And that is something to be aware of and concerned by. Um, yeah, and they also have, I mean, for whatever the reason and whatever the motivation, they have the president and his propaganda wing operating yeah. as if they're good and popular and people should do it. Um, so I think to even to even if there are fewer people than should be a concern, the ecosystem says that we should be concerned. Right. Yeah, and like I don't know, people dismiss people dismiss so many things like this that end up growing because they're dismissed. Uh, Literally, the the current president was dismissed. uh, Yeah, as like something that didn't matter, was silly and unpopular. 
and here we are. So and here we are. And you. I also- mean, honestly, it just keeps happening. Things that you, things get dismissed, and then they happen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the kind of thing people are saying, like, like I, I got into a, an argument with some folks on Twitter who were like, uh, they were oh, like, don't do that. So, somebody made a post being like, there's only hundreds of people at these events. They're not a real protest. This isn't a real thing to be concerned about. And the news should stop covering it. And I pointed out, well, actually, 2,500 people showed up in Washington and a lot of them had guns and ties to the militia community. And that's not something to ignore. That is a real story. That is significant. And the response was like, 2,500 people is only like, you know, a fraction of a percent of the state's total population. And it's like, and one of the things that I would point out to the folks acting like that is that um, I've been to Raqqa, the former capital of the Islamic State, and I have talked to people who were there when ISIS took over. Um, And it started with a few dozen to a few hundred armed people Yeah, moving in in the wake of the government sort of pulling out and collapsing in that area and just saying we're in charge now. And they didn't encounter immediate resistance when there were only a few dozen of them and they weren't that well organized. And more people kept coming and more people kept coming. And eventually it resulted in the fucking caliphate uh, uh, taking over huge swaths of territory and a horrible, horrible war. And that is if things go really badly the fact that these groups in a couple of states can pull together a thousand, two thousand armed people and get them into the center of a capital city um, at the right point in time could be very important. And it doesn't yeah. matter if millions of people don't agree with them. What matters is whether or not they are able to take and hold important exactly. chunks of infrastructure at the right time. So this is not something I think can be ignored. And um, again, the president yeah. is their cheerleader right now. Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah, we see that reaction all the time with stuff like this and even like his the the Charlottesville rallies. Like it's just a yeah. bunch, it's just like 100 people. Yeah, well, then what? Yep. Yeah, then what? Where does it go from there? So, Cody, you have some stuff about the the Tea Party because this is being compared to the Tea Party and people talking. This is again one of the reasons why I I think that the folks who are saying this is just astroturfed ignore it are maybe making a dangerous call is that like the Tea Party was a totally an astroturfed thing, which you're going to talk about. And then the 2010 midterm elections happened. <laughs> should, we right. decide, should, yeah. should we define astroturf for people? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hand it over to Cody now. Um, yeah, so you'll see a lot of a lot of Democratic leaders these days, especially uh, refer to like grassroots movements. It's the opposite of grassroots movements. Yeah, a grassroots movement is uh, like a naturally occurring uh, movement of popular like, pop- people, m- like the way grass grows, not the kind of grass that's planted. Yes, the way regular <laughs> grass grows, uh, and then uh, an astroturf is basically uh, a fake movement. Uh, it's fake grass. Um, it's often you know it'll be whether it's paying people to protest um, or influ- yeah, influencing people to uh, be a part of a movement that they wouldn't necessarily be a part of otherwise. Um, I mean, Donald Trump paid people uh, to applaud when he announced that he was running for president. <laughs> Things like that. So I guess to really get into this, let me take you back a few couple several Please years. Don't back in time oh, if you Cody, will. Cody, is there some way that we oh, can no. is there some way that we might uh that we might help our audience <gasps> mentally go back in time? Some sort well, of yeah, noise so like that if, could I can't believe like if we all were to the step... continuing bits. This is the bit. 
It's not if even we a bit. Step into this is the some only sort of bit. Like mechanism. A machine a in order that that allows us to alter what time it is. If Get that it over with. were to exist, right. how would it sound? Robert, is my um, question. Katie, Cody. take it away. Just do it. Do 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 do. Auditioning a new bit. <laughs> That's disgusting. Um, so anyway, um, you know how all those protests, um, like all protests, are funded and created by George Soros, our boss. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, George. You know, like yeah, yeah. And now everyone like has like Trump G derangement money, syndrome. We yeah, we do call him that. Yeah, that's how he signs the checks that we all get in cash. Mm-hmm. You know how everyone has Trump derangement syndrome these days. You know, like uh, people protested him in his first month of office. Yeah, how it's dare like, they? Grow up, grow up, people. Anyway, in February of 2009, Barack Obama's first full month in office, he signed a stimulus package in response to a recession that was surely his fault. Uh, that same month in Seattle, Kelly Carinder, uh, known online as Liberty Bell, B-E-L-L-E, uh, on her blog, Redistributing Knowledge, organized the first Tea Party protest against government spending. Uh, 120 people were in attendance. A few days later, on the floor of the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, trade commentator Rick Santelli ranted about government spending on CNBC, calling for a Chicago Tea Party. Uh, the clip went viral. Uh, got a lot of popularity over the next few weeks. Thousands of people protested in cities across America on these general ideas. Fox News uh, got on board, specifically uh, known full of shit man Glenn Beck got really on board. Um, another prominent figure early on was conservative blogger Michelle Malkin. Listeners may be familiar with her uh, semi-recent activity amidst the alt-right, her, her support of Holocaust denier and basically a Nazi Nick Fuentes. Um, but the soft and eventually hard racism of the Tea Party movement, uh, or heck, you know, what's going on now, isn't really what we're talking about uh, yet. Uh, back to the protests, was con- which continued to grow. Uh, Facebook groups and Fox News uh, kept pushing more protests. This culminated in September 2012's Taxpayer March on Washington, the cucks. Uh, tax derangement syndrome, one might call it. Anyway, at that march, a Fox News producer can be seen literally pumping up the crowd for footage they were going to use later. Uh, the producer was disciplined, and Fox News would, uh, uh, you know, never make a mistake like that again. They were good from then on out. Um, and so we could actually go on about what happened later as the Tea Party, which is not a party, pivoted from protesting uh, at these events that were scoffed at by many people in the media and... Uh, And they pivoted towards supporting and electing politicians, uh, many of whom we now know and love today, including, but not only, (laughs) Sarah Palin, Joe Walsh, Mike Mm -hmm. Pence, Steve King, Rand Paul, Steve Scalise, Marco Rubio, resistance hero Justin Amash, Michelle Bachman, Mick Mulvaney, Ted Cruz, Ron Paul, and Mike Lee. Those are just a few of them. Now, Cody, the fact that astroturfed protests uh, started by wealthy GOP-tied individuals uh, were behind the start of the Tea Party protests, that means that none of those individuals you've listed have gone on to have a massive and shattering impact on American society, right? I <laughs> Astroturfed? <laughs> Robert, <laughs> Robert. I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so we these... can safely ignore. It, it seems like this Ted Cruz fellow, for example, um, 
Never, never heard of him. A clown. Never a clown. shut down the economy. <laughs> These this this or this organic movement sorry. that happened uh, naturally. Um, that was just silly. Uh, they supported Ted Cruz. Uh, I didn't even know who you were talking about. I, I'm going to Google just, Ted Cruz right now. I'm sorry. This is so beside the point. But I just remembered that story I read about, I believe, when Ted Cruz was a newlywed, drove his wife crazy by going to the market and just continually stocking up on canned soup. He bought too much yes. soup. Yeah. He, uh, she made yeah. him return all the soup. I'm sorry, but Ted, Ted Cruz was incredibly prescient. Like, yeah, no, he was right oh, about mm-hmm. soup. Okay, nobody's saying Ted Cruz Prep was wrong Cruz. about canned I can't soup. Yeah, believe that memory just came running back into my brain. <laughs> I also can't believe that it's already time for another ad break. Wow! And oh no! As you go into this ad break, remember this piece of second Great Depression wisdom: a broken clock filled with canned soup is still has calories uh, when there are runs on the grocery stores. So fill all of your clocks with as much soup as you can. Or be like that one woman who buried all the beans in her backyard. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Everything is so dumb, 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 dumb. And we're back from the break. We're back from outer space. And I just walked in to find you all here with that happy look upon your face because we're all gonna keep casting a pod. We're gonna cast the pods about the best year of everybody's life. Mm -hmm. I think our guest ending is really on point today. I know, we're nailing it. We're nailing it. And I think we may have just saved the oil and gas industry because of how well we're doing this podcast. I don't want to... Make a prediction, but I predict everything's going to be gravy. Great. I literally could not agree with both of you anymore. Yes? I want to hear more about the thing you prepared. 
Oh, well, okay. So, I mean, we've gone over the pe- the irrelevant people that have no power today that were uh, supported by this movement that was completely organic and natural and uh, came from popular descent. Um, and uh, we could actually, we could talk about the, f- the fringe elements of the protests uh, over those years, um, which uh, fringe being civility speak for racist and uh, fucked up stuff that people at the protests do not want to acknowledge. Uh, that might be underlying elements of their movement. But this episode isn't actually about the Tea Party. Um, you know, there's so much to say about the effect the movement has had on our politics, how they pulled the country further right while claiming Obama's an evil socialist, and how it was the last big transitional period and path to our current president, how the first national convention of the common man's Tea Party had Sarah Palin speaking for $100,000, with tickets costing $547, and about how every single person who participated in the Tea Party movement seems to, like, forget about it all these days. But again, this isn't about the Tea Party. It's a little segment about the origins of the Tea Party, a completely organic grassroots movement for the people, the end. Oh, also, so wait, sorry. So there's this organization from the 90s called Citizens for a Sound Economy. It's the precursor to modern think tanks and orgs like Americans for Prosperity and Freedom Works. You might recognize those names as producers of propaganda, Like, with our good friend Dennis Prager, Dean of Prager University, which, according to its website, is not an accredited university. (laughs) You also might recognize all of these organizations as being funded by pals of the cast, the Koch brothers of Koch Industries, the second largest privately owned company in the world. Anyway, in 2016, Time Magazine published an excerpt from Jim Nesbitt's book, Poison Tea, How Big Oil and Big Tobacco Invented the Tea Party and Captured the GOP. It describes a meeting he had when he was consulting for Citizens for a Sound Economy, which again, later became Americans for Prosperity. Uh, The meeting was also attended by Philip Morris. Quote, The concept that CSE put on the conference table, which was quickly taken up by the Philip Morris staff, was a bit shocking to me. They proposed an unholy alliance, Philip Morris money commingled with Coke money to create anti-tax front groups in a handful of states that would battle any tax that moved. It would make no difference what kind of tax. The front groups could battle cigarette excise taxes in the Northeast and refined oil fees at the coasts. Any tax for any purpose was bad, and these front groups would tackle them all, with Philip Morris and the Kochs behind them. It made good business sense, and good political sense as well. You could relabel just about anything as a tax, and heaven knows the American public hates taxes. This, at its core, was the beginning of the American Tea Party revolt against the power of the government to pay for its programs. They could recruit average citizens from a variety of ideological groups to their cause. They would work side-by-side with corporate-directed workers and employees, providing real boots on the ground when enough activists weren't readily available. And no one would be the wiser, or even care, that these grassroots, quotes, anti-tax groups would be jointly created and funded by the largest private oil company and the largest cigarette company in the world. So, much like these protests, or at least somewhat, it's interesting, to me at least, that they're all framed as, like, we're the little guy, like, we're real America, we're being trampled on by the government, but it's mostly, like, business owners and landlords pushing it so not a lot of people know who rich fink is you know who rich fink is no rich fink maybe the most aptly named person on the planet uh yeah, that was, is an incredible <laughs> name 
unbelievable. Yeah. Um, he's uh, basically he's Charles Koch's political advisor. As Nesbitt points out, uh, over the years, Rich Fink um, has talked regularly about their, basically, their plan to sort of take over one of the two national political parties um, from the outside and place uh, more libertarian free market principles in its place. Um, and these ideas are outlined in this book uh, being an extensive academic. Now, so I'm going to I'm going to read these off. And I think uh, listeners of this podcast, Katie and Mai's podcast, Robert's other podcasts will be familiar, I think, with the mechanisms we're talking about here. Wait, an I have other podcasts. Familiarity is, is comforting at this time. It is very comforting. <laughs> this is making me feel really great. Uh, an extensive academic network to support it intellectually. Policy networks in every state to draw on that intellectual underpinning from hundreds of American universities. A true political grassroots alliance that extended to all of those state capitals and worked closely with the academic and policy network. A propaganda arm that could bring tightly controlled messaging and narratives to the fore in the state networks in a way that looked like independent journalism and a national coordinating group that could enforce discipline in what would otherwise be a chaotic, unruly, wildly disconnected political network that ran the gamut from the Patriot Movement to American exceptionalism. So, uh, apropos of nothing, I'm just going to say some words now. I love The words. Sam Adams Alliance, American Enterprise Institute, the Franklin Center for Government and Policy Integrity, the State Policy Network, Americans for Prosperity, Prager University, Job Creators Network, Get Government Off Our Back, Enough is Enough, Citizens Against Regressive Taxation, Learn Liberty, Freedom Works, and so on. I could go on and on and on. Anyway, I'm not sure why I brought all of that up. Um, as Michelle Malkin told Fox News in twenty uh, in two thousand nine, this is real. These people are here, and they're here to stay. So, like, uh, two out of three is pretty good. The end. Um, encore, encore. Okay, encore. So, to be fair um, and balanced, actually, uh, in response to this in two thousand ten, uh, the Koch Foundation put forth a statement saying no funding has been provided by Coke companies, the Coke foundation or Charles Coke or David Coke specifically to support the tea parties. So case closed. Huh? Um, yeah. So that's just a, a brief little, uh, rundown of the perception. I think of the tea party early on. Yeah. Um, the inception of that general movement, uh, which was in place years before it even happened, um, and the results of that, a uh, astroturfed movement uh, sort of presented as, with elements of grassroots movements, uh, and uh, here we have Ted Cruz and Mike Pence. Yay. Yay. Do we want to end this with like some sort of like actionable <sighs> item for how to... Uh, how to do the opposite of what these people are doing? Yeah, you know, I mean, the only so one of so there's there's a couple of things. Action wise, number one, it, it is a matter of self defense to not pretend this is nothing because it's not nothing. Yeah, this is, this is significant. Um, one of the things that people should be doing and should be continuing to do is to uh, organize in your communities because if something like what I talked about happening in Raqqa happens in your area. I don't th I don't see this being a nationwide thing, but I think 
especially if things get a lot worse. Sure. This is a threat people, uh, uh, something people might need to consider. And being organized on a local level and knowing people and having groups that are used to working together to to do stuff even as simple as just providing food to the disadvantaged will be um, an advantage to you. There are more of us than there are of them. This is a small movement. But if the majority of us are not organized enough to counterman them, um, then they might get what they want anyway. So it is it is worth having people continue to organize. There's a, a recent, a, a podcast uh, that I won't name, but that's name rhymes with slop, mo, flap, spouse, um, made some statements about a, a, a kind of quasi-anarchist uh, activist yeah. group in the United States called Food Not Bombs, which provides food and not bombs <laughs> in a number of American <laughs> the cities. Name. There's not a lot of central Finally organization. getting it. Yeah, there's a lot of different food, not bombs groups, and they focus on providing people who don't have enough food with what they need, which is food. And um, not bombs. And not bombs. And the comment they made was essentially that, like, these groups weren't super useful because they weren't building power. And there's a there's a valid criticism to be made about groups in the left that like focus on direct action like this as opposed to focusing on electoral action. That's certainly a conversation that should be had. But I think people are making a mistake when they don't when they act as if <laughs> providing food and other necessities to people is not a form of power. Um Absolutely. because especially when things are bad, the folks who have are used to gathering and providing these things and organizing have power. Um, yes, and, because and they've been doing food? something out of empathy and goodness instead of power. And know? they also have <laughs> networks that are organized yes. and that are used to providing things people need. And when you have things people need and get them to them and you have a sort of power, that is a kind of power. Exactly. Yeah. And they trust you, too. <laughs> yeah. So... That is the kind of power people should be continuing to build. And if there is not something like that in your local area, try to build it. Um, look into groups like Food yeah. Not Bombs. Volunteer for them if they have something near you. Look into Mutual Aid Disaster Relief. Volunteer if they are near yeah. you. Water, not guns. And along those... Good thing, not bad thing. Just to sort of piggyback, I mean, that was directed... A, a lot of people, a lot of our listeners are living in states and communities that might be more directly impacted by this, sure, but it's still important for all of us to be paying attention to it, especially with everything else that's going on um, as as a support system, as just to not be surprised if it becomes something bigger than what it is now. You know, that's not fear-mongering, that's practicality. Yeah, yeah, it's practicality. So I am, I don't think we should be forming counter-protests. You will notice, um, Antifa, quote unquote, has not been showing up at these right wing marches because fundamentally the vast majority of the folks who are in these kind of anti fascist organizations don't want to make a pandemic worse. Because um, mm. the well, they've already thing got of, the masks. Yeah. They, it, it's, it's, so, yeah, if, it, you know, another place you might look is if there are local groups of anti fascists who have been organizing. Yeah. You know, what, the reason the Door Brothers are doing what they're doing and creating all these groups is that there is value, um, by a financial right. value and a political value and a practical value in being able to communicate to a large number of um, people who believe broadly similar things that you do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah we should be doing that more. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's so, a slightly positive note to end on. <laughs> yeah, let's end on that slightly positive note. Um, also, ammo prices have gone back down, although they surged a bit after everyone got their $1,200 refund. So, you know, just mm-hmm. making a note of that, too. Mm-hmm. Go fill up your car with gas. You'll- Sell your ammo, buy oil. <laughs> yeah, it's very, I, I do it's think- very simple. The clear takeaway from today is that oil is the thing to invest in. No downside. Buy negative, sell positive. That's the rule, right? (laughs) Buy negative. Have the oil companies pay you to take oil from them Uh and then sell the oil to other people. (laughs) I love the economy and understanding it. (laughs) So good. (laughs) I'm going to have backyard oil parties this summer. It's going to be sick. (laughs) Oh, oh, man. We can't hang out inside, but my backyard's going to be one big, like, fire. It is going to be sick. My my Lit. boss at Bellingcat is like, <laughs> I, can I pour oil down my uh, my sink drain? Uh, I know I can't do that with cooking oil, but I can't cook <laughs> with fuel oil, so it seems like I should be able to pour it down the sink. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So the logic yeah. works. Yeah, I'm yeah I'm waiting for the uh, like that crowd of like, oh Nike did this thing, so I'm gonna burn my Nikes, but with oil. And yeah. they just try to they try to burn the oil. Just <laughs> oil feels lit on fire. Just mm. Yeah. Mm. I can't believe it's only April. I mean, we are all going to learn <laughs> that Saddam Hussein was way ahead of his time with letting <laughs> lighting oil. I've been saying mm-hmm. that for years. It was market regulation. Uh-huh. He knew he knew we should have listened to Saddam Hussein. Yeah. A thing I say every brands. week. Yeah. yeah. Well, hindsight is 2020. Oh. Oh. oh shit. In the episode immediately, Daniel, that's the line. Worst Year Ever is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. 
Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.